Hello, everyone. Um, before we begin today's podcast, before I begin the intro music, I just wanted to say uh, a late um, but necessary happy Memorial Day to all those out there who are serving or who have served for this country. Thank you so much for your service, for protecting this country and sacrificing your life um, to protect us and our freedoms. And to those out there, again, whether it's active military, um, veterans, or family and friends who have lost loved ones um, in in battle, uh, I just also wanted to say thank you um, for your sacrifice. I know it must not be easy. Um, and so obviously we think about you during this time and all of those that have fought for this country. What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. Hope you guys are doing well on this beautiful Wednesday. June is officially here. June is my birthday month, so super, super excited. Um, and before we get into what I have planned for the podcast today, I just want to make an announcement that the podcast is officially available now on Apple Podcasts. Um, I was trying to work out for a long time how to get it on there. I finally got it on Apple Podcasts. So if you're someone like me who is an Apple user, you no longer have to have a, a you know a, a separate Spotify app or anything like that to listen. Just go on your podcast app on your phone, on your iPhone, iPad, laptop, and you will have all of the episodes on there. Now I'm not sure if it has all of the episodes. Uh, that I've ever recorded on there. I think last time I checked, it had about 78 of like the 85 episodes I've recorded. But nonetheless, from here on out, you should be getting episodes on there every single time I put them up. So just wanted to make that announcement. Again, the podcast, Finn Sports Football Podcast, is officially now on iTunes. So be sure to go give me a review. Um, and hopefully once you know, maybe things get more involved in the podcast. I can start doing similar to a power to the pod that Kyle Krabs excellently does on Locked On. You know, hopefully I can maybe do some reviews on there to where I can answer your guys' questions. So for the podcast today, um, I was thinking about how Aaron Rodgers wants a trade, right? And it got me, I don't know where my mind went, but it, it got me thinking like, we, we judge quarterbacks so much on like how good a quarterback is and we forget kind of how a lot about a quarterback has to do with the team that he is on, right? Just because they are the most important position on the team, um, that doesn't mean that they are any different from any other player to where the supporting cast matters. And they were talking about Aaron Rodgers and a stack got brought up, which I forgot, because when you think about Aaron Rodgers, you think, oh man, he's a phenomenal quarterback, top three easily in the NFL, reigning, uh, you know, MVP. And a stack came out that like he's only won one Super Bowl. And it got me thinking, we are judging these rookie quarterbacks so much off of just how they played in their rookie season. And what I wanted to do 
after thinking about a lot is I wanted to come on the podcast and talk about the harsh reality about the 2020 rookie QB class that no one in the media wants to talk about. And I just want to say uh, ahead of time, the way I'm going to talk and view these rookie QBs is not on simply how they played in 2020, but again, the organization, the team surrounding them. Because you can have a player like Jimmy Garoppolo, who was on a phenomenal organization, phenomenal team, and was one pass away from beating Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And then you can also have Deshaun Watson, who has never been to an AFC championship, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson, who in their combined 26 years in the NFL have only won two Super Bowls. And so I think it's important when we talk about rookie QBs or just quarterbacks in general, let's not leave out the other players or factors on the team. Let's not just focus on, hey, is player X good or not good? Let's focus on, hey, what kind of situation is surrounding them? Because as as I just previously mentioned with my two examples, you can have a top 15 quarterback that makes it further than a top three guy on a bad team would ever make. So let's talk about the rookie 2020 class, right? Uh, rookie quarterback class. So we have Joe Burrow, Tua Tungvaluwa, and Justin Herbert. And I'm going to go in order of where they were selected, right? So first off, let's talk about Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow, in my opinion, like this is just my humble, honest opinion, Joe Burrow has gotten um, not enough criticism. He has not gotten enough criticism for his... For, for not necessarily his play, right, as a rookie. But people talk about Joe Burrow as if he's the next coming of Jesus Christ. Like, I'm serious. When I hear people talk about Joe Burrow, honestly, I think that some people are watching a different game or they're living in a different reality than I live in. So let's talk about stats, right? Let, first thing, let's just talk about how the quarterbacks performed in 2020. So Joe Burrow's stats from his rookie year were not bad at all, right? He played 10 games. He had 2,600 yards, near 2,700, 13 touchdowns, um, and five interceptions. Now, you can kind of see where I'm starting to go with this, right? I read his stats. 10 games, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, 65% completion rating, 2,700 yards. Do you want to know what Tua's rookie stats are? Tua played in one less game, threw for 1,800 yards, so 800 yards less, had a 64% completion rating, nearly identical, five interceptions, nearly identical, well, it is identical, and then 14 total touchdowns in one less game than Joe Burrow did. So one on stats alone like you you don't even need to factor in the fact that yes Joe Burrow had a worse offensive line Tua was playing coming off a hip injury didn't get to train all offseason he wasn't on a team where like Joe Burrow 
you had the whole offseason as a starter. You, you take away those factors alone and you look at it and say, wait a second, aside from yards, they basically were the exact same quarterback and Tua had one less game to do it with a harder schedule. So on stats alone, I think Tua gets a bad rap because if we're going to sit here and in one breath say Joe Burrow is amazing, he's NFL ready, well, he had better wide receivers and a better running back than the than Tua did. Now, the Dolphins had a better offensive line, not by much, but it was better. But I mean, Joe Burrow's stats are nearly identical to Tua's, and Tua played one less game. And you can go talk about how the team was not as good, so it's more impressive for Joe Burrow. I don't agree with that at all. In fact, a lot of Joe Burrow's stats are going to be inflated because his team was always playing from a 20-point deficit. So he was always playing comeback. You're going to throw the ball way more than Tua will. So that's one thing I don't understand, which again, it's like I'm watching different film. But again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, let's talk about the situation surrounding the quarterback, right? Let's not just talk about, you know, how good a quarterback is or not. Let's talk about the situation surrounding them. Joe Burrow plays, last time I checked, he plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Last time I checked, the Cincinnati Bengals haven't won a playoff game in 31 years, right? But if they win a playoff game this year, it will have been 31 years since they last won a playoff game. I'm 22 years old, going to be turning 23 June 30th. I'm 22 years old. My parents hadn't even met the last time the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game. And people are sitting here talking about Joe Burrow as if, you know, man, he's just going to come out. He's going to take them to the promised land. The best thing that a Bengals quarterback has done is Andy Dalton and Carson Palmer leading the Bengals to a playoff game. Not winning one, leading one, leading the team to a playoff game. And those are like phenomenal quarterbacks. So we are going to say that a quarterback in Joe Burrow is in a better situation than Tua when he's on a team that not only went 4-12 last year, not only has only won six games in the last two years, but hasn't won a playoff game in 31 years? What else is stacked against Joe Burrow? Well, as I said, his team has only won six games in the last two years. Um, There's a reason why he was the number one overall pick. Um, Need I mention that he only got to play 10 games because his knee bent in two directions on his last snap? Need I mention his offensive line didn't really get much better heading into his second year, his sophomore season? Need I mention, (laughs) need I mention the icing on the cake? The Bengals have a uh, strength of schedule for the 2021 season. The Bengals have the tied for sixth hardest schedule in the NFL. Do you want to hear the Bengals uh, 2021 schedule? Because it's a doozy. The Bengals 2021 schedule starts like this. They play the Vikings, the Bears, the Steelers, the Jaguars, the Packers, the Lions, the Ravens, the Jets, the Browns, 
the Raiders, the Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Or Broncos, Ravens. Sorry, not Bengals, Ravens. Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. How many wins do they actually have? Like, realistically, the only teams I see them beating, realistically, the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Jets. Maybe uh, I'm trying to see uh, Jaguars, Lions, Jets. I don't, like, that's it. The only other game they might win is, like, maybe against a team like the Chiefs or the Browns at the end of the season if they're starting their second string. So, realistically, at best case scenario, they win four games this year. What What's the deal? Are we still going to be talking about how good Joe Burrow is if, you know, they go 3-14 and or 4-13 and this year? And then he's heading into his third year, new head coach, new everything. That's not a recipe for success. And so people can keep talking about Joe Burrow like he's the next best thing since sliced bread. The reality that no one wants to say because they don't have the balls to maybe in the media. Joe Burrow's lucky if he wins five games next season. Joe Burrow is lucky if he makes the playoffs or or even has a winning record before he hits his next contract. And so you can sit here and say, man, look how good Joe Burrow was. Look at his stats, even though they were nearly identical to Tua's and Tua played one last game. But not only that, but like if we're going to sit here and say, man, look how good Joe Burrow is. He has Jamar Chase now. Are we going to forget about everything I just mentioned? The fact that they probably will head into next year with 3-14, and 4-13 being their record. So, you know, again, bigger picture. Next, let's look at Tua. Tua was the fifth overall pick in the draft. Tua's stats from his rookie season, nothing super and super impressive, but 64% completion rating, that's good. 1,800 yards in nine games, that's about 200 yards a game. Again, nothing insanely amazing. 13 total touchdowns. I talked about how that's the exact, actually 14 He had more touchdowns, total touchdowns, than Joe Burrow in in one last game. Next, let's talk about interceptions. Same amount of interceptions. um, Passer rating. Tua had an 87.5 passer rating. And I'm trying to get uh, Joe Burrow's um, passer rating. I'm trying to, let's see, Joe Burrow's stats. Joe Burrow's passer rating was an 89.8. Tua's was an 87. So again, nearly identical. So those were Tua's stats in his rookie year. His record, which is important, his record, because again, we're looking at the overall picture. The team he's on went 10-6 and six last year, and Tua went 6-3. and three. If you're not going to count the, Denver, the Oakland game as a Tua win, we're not going to count the Denver game as a Tua loss. I'm sorry, we're not. So he went 5-2 and two as a rookie in games he fully started. You want to know the only two teams... Tua lost to when he played the full whole entire time as a rookie, the Bills and the Chiefs. Aside from that, he won every single game he played as a rookie. Full four-quarter games. He won every single game. Why? Because he's on a good team with a good coach and a good GM. 
Again, this is the full picture. This isn't just let's talk about stats. This is the full picture. Let's talk about defense. Let's talk about the surrounding talent he has. Tua now heads into a season where he's much healthier. And on top of it, the Dolphins, last time I checked, they don't have the sixth hardest schedule. They have the sixth easiest schedule. And we and we've talked about the schedule on the podcast. But I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Dolphins to win 10-11 games this year. In fact, I think it's the expectation. 10-7, 11-6 should be your expectation as Dolphin fans for this upcoming season. He has a coach who last year should have won uh, offensive, or not offensive, excuse me. He should have won head coach of the year last year. He has a general manager who should have been executive of the year. He got much better at wide receiver. His offensive line is going to improve in year two, and we're going to improve on the right side. Running backs are about the same. Tight ends, he has some good tight ends. And defense got better all around. Like, we got more balanced, which is what I wanted. So Tua, just off of Joe Burrow, is in a much better situation. And again, if we're just looking at a quarterback, you can't even make the argument that Joe Burrow was much better. You can't. Yeah, he had more yards because his team was losing like 40-0 to zero every time. So he had to throw for way more yards than Tua did. But same touchdowns, same interceptions, same completion percentage. Yet we're sitting here talking about Joe Burrow as the next coming of Jesus. Right? So now let's go into Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert, by all accounts, like there's no way I could sit here on the podcast and tell you Justin Herbert had a bad rookie season. Joe, or Justin Herbert's rookie season was phenomenal. Like, dude was very, very, very impressive. Okay, stat-wise, 4,300 yards, 66% completion percentage, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's phenomenal. For any player, not just a rookie, any player, that's a great season. Okay, his quarterback coach, Pep Hamilton, best quarterback coach in the NFL, gone. His defense isn't better. He has Derwin James, who is an injury waiting to happen. Joey Bosa, who's been getting worse every year. His offensive line got better, which is good. He also has a head coach in Brandon Staley, who was the former defensive coordinator for the Chargers, or the Rams, excuse me, the other LA team, where I look at him and there's a lot of question marks surrounding him. I mean, when you're the defensive coordinator for the defense that has two top 15 players in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, like how much of that is you and how much of it is the fact that you have the best cornerback and defensive lineman in the NFL? Yes, sorry to those who are obsessed with Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard is the best pick artist in the NFL. I don't think he's the best cornerback. He's probably like top three, but I'll, I Jalen Ramsey is just more shut down. Um, when you have the two best players at their position, defensive line and, and cornerback, I question how much of your success was you and how much was your players. And I'm not saying Brandon Staley is not going to be a good head coach. It's, it's TBD. Just like when Brian Flores got here, it's TBD. But now you're having to learn a new system. You don't have Pep Hamilton anymore. And you have a rookie head coach heading into your second year. 
You know, Tua, yes, he has a new system, but Tua doesn't Tua doesn't have to learn this chain gaily offense catered for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has a full offseason now to learn an offense catered for him. He didn't apparently he said he didn't even really know the old offense. So it's not like he's having to relearn a whole new one, you know, trying to make a joke out of it. But Justin Herbert is having to head into a season where the expect and here's the bigger thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to them changing offensive coordinators. Tua's offensive coordinator change is in hopes to make Tua better. With Justin Herbert, he has an insane amount of pressure on him. You're telling me the new offensive coordinator, rookie head coach, new quarterback coach, they have to duplicate 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in his second year? I mean, have fun. I don't know. But and on top of it, right, let's talk about the organization, which the reality is none of these organizations, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Chargers, none of them have done God knows what in the last 20 years. The Chargers were the closest. But again, the Chargers are on a team or Justin Herbert's on a team in the Chargers that for 16 years that had Philip Rivers went to an AFC championship. And in one year that Philip Rivers was with the Colts, he went nearly just as far. So he's also on a team, Justin Herbert, that's on a franchise that really has done nothing. Really, in, the, in their whole entire stint as, a, as an organization, they've done nothing. I, I'm pretty sure the Chargers have never won a Super Bowl. Like, let's see, Chargers, Super Bowl wins. Um, San Diego Chargers have never won a Super Bowl. And they've been around since 1966. So if you're on a team that has literally never won a Super Bowl, has been around longer than my dad has been alive, that's a concern. And yes, all of them have concerns with their organization, but at least I could say, hey, Tua is on a team that's on the up and up. Justin Herbert's just a good quarterback. He had a 6-9 and nine rookie record because of the team around him and the coach. So similar to Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, yes, phenomenal job on all your stats. You also went 6-9 and nine this season. Okay? And I think it is important when people say, well, look at the team around him. Exactly. Look at the team around him. So let's stop focusing on just how good a quarterback is. Let's focus on how good is his team. Because I saw Jimmy Garoppolo nearly win a Super Bowl, yet Deshaun Watson couldn't get to an AFC championship. Right? Let's start talking about the teams around them. Let's stop using that excuse. Well, Tua had a better team. Justin Herbert didn't have as good of a, of a defense. Exactly. Period. Like, you don't need to go any further. Tua is on a better team. Tua has the best coach because Zach Taylor probably going to be fired after this year. Brandon Staley, he's unproven. So I'm not going to say he's going to be bad or good. I have my questions, but unproven yet. And general manager-wise, do we even need to get into that discussion? Tua's offensive line, aside from the Chargers, is the best. And and even the Chargers, like, again, it's unproven. I think it'll be better than the Dolphins. So they have the second-best offensive line. Their wide receivers are just as good as anyone's in the NFL. Again, injury history is a question mark, but I'm just talking about pure talent. Wide receivers are good. Tight ends are good. Defense is unquestionably the best out of all three. So let's start, let's start talking about the team. 
Let's stop saying, hey, uh, yeah, Tua won more games, but look at the team around him. Let's use that as an argument. Tua won more games. Tua's on a better team. You know, unlike Joe Burrow, we're on a team that actually can win more than four games a season. We're on a team that has won more than six games in the last, you know, 730 days. So yeah, let's start talking about the team. And I really wanted to make this podcast, you know, not to beat a dead horse with this whole Tua argument, but man, it's just like when you think about the reality of the situation, no one in the media wants to talk about it, right? Because Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, they're the prize child, right? But the reality of the matter is Justin Herbert is on an organization that has never won a Super Bowl in, in let's see how long it's been. It, it's been 50, it'll be 56 years by the time this Super Bowl happens, 56 years. Joe Burrow's on a team that the last time they won a playoff game, my parents hadn't even met yet. And oh yeah, one team went six and nine last year in Justin Herbert's team or six, seven and nine. And the Bengals have won six games in the last two years. And Joe Burrow's season ended with his knee bending in two opposite directions. So don't give me this, oh man, they they just look so much better. I don't care. Deshaun Watson looks a whole lot better than, than Baker Mayfield. But there's a reason why Baker Mayfield has been just as far as Deshaun Watson in the playoffs. There's a reason why Jimmy Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl and Deshaun Watson hasn't, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now, or top three MVP last year, he's won one Super Bowl in 16 years. And just again, like a lot of people, they just, they want to leave out the team because they always use that argument when you talk about Tua. Well, he had a better team. Exactly. So if I'm going to bet my money on who's going to have the best career right now, win the most Super Bowls, go to the most Super Bowls, win the most playoff games, it's going to be Tua. Because I trust the progression that he'll make. And I also trust the team way more than I do the Chargers or the Bengals, especially the Bengals. You know, if you're a Chargers fan, okay, I'll, I'll let you off. You have a phenomenal quarterback so far, it seems. And you have a good amount of talent. If you're a Bengals fan, I don't even want to hear an argument supporting the Bengals or Joe Burrow as a better option than two in the Dolphins. I don't even want to hear it. Because the harsh reality that no one in the media wants to say is Joe Burrow is lucky if he wins, has a winning season before his rookie contract expires. He's lucky. I don't care what wide receiver you got at, at five overall. I don't care, you know, about any of those things. You're going to probably go 3-14 and 14 or 4-13 and 13 this season because you have an insanely hard schedule. You're by far the worst team in your division. And again, your coach is probably going to be fired. You're going to have a new head coach, new offense in your third season, hoping that he doesn't get injured again because I don't hope he gets injured again. I never wish that on a player. Just, let's just hope he doesn't get injured again because his offensive line's still very bad. Now he has to overcome all those obstacles. And if you're Justin Herbert, yes, you had a phenomenal rookie season. Offensive line got better. Running backs are pretty good. Wide receivers are really good. But you're having a rookie head coach now. You No more Pep Hamilton. 
Your defense is still a huge question mark, and it's a new offensive system similar to Tua. But in Tua's case, his offensive system is to hopefully help him get better, which it should. Justin Herbert's is to hopefully duplicate that amazing season he had last year. So I know. Those are just my thoughts. I think it's important that when we talk about quarterbacks, let's stop using the excuse, well, quarterback so-and-so had a better team. That's the point. This isn't the, you know, this isn't the NFL where the only guy on the field is a quarterback. It's a team game. The quarterback is the most important, but it's a team game. And two having the best team, the best coach, the best run organization right now, that is huge. And that's why when anyone tells me if I had to bet my money on who I think will have the best career right now, there's no reason to not vote Tua. Because Tua as a quarterback probably has the most to prove, but Tua organizationally has the best coach, best GM, best overall team. And now he just needs to get slightly better. I mean, his projections last year were 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and like 3, 000, nearly 3,000 yards. I don't know what more you wanted as a rookie coming off a hip injury, not knowing the playbook, apparently. Like, Tua doesn't need to get drastically better next season. He has to take a nice leap forward from year one to two like most quarterbacks do. I trust that'll happen. And I 100%, if you're a Dolphins fan or you're, you're you know, maybe not even a Dolphin fan, but you're just someone that doesn't really care about any of the teams, there's no reason for people to believe in these other quarterbacks more so than Tua. Because every sign, every indication points that Tua, at least in the next couple of years, will be the most successful out of all three. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Again, you can find me on iTunes, uh, on Apple Podcasts now, and you can leave reviews there. So I would really, really appreciate if you're listening to this right now, be sure to go on Apple Podcasts and give the, the podcast a review Leave a comment, you know, with your name, you know, uh, what you enjoy about the podcast. Maybe leave a question that you'd like me to answer. Love hearing from you guys as fans. So take care. Have a great rest of your day. See you next time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Fins up.